Welcome to Switcher Chats, music interviews brought to you by Music Matters with Daryl Craig Harris and Music Tribes Unite. Hello, Christo Renwall. How are you doing? Hello, Craig. I'm doing fine. I'm actually quite excellent. How are you? <laughs> I'm very good. So you're um, you're actually in Espoo, Finland, right? Which is how far is that from Helsinki? Uh, not far away. It's like uh, well, we're talking kilometers. So it's like well, Espoo is a very big city, but it's a part of the 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 capital area. So it's like the neighbor city to Helsinki. It's like 20 kilometers, but yeah. Espoo okay, lot, is lot, really big. So Yeah, a lot of people live in Espoo and actually work in Helsinki, right? They kind of go back and forth. And, yes. Yeah, actually, I think uh, Espoo is, um, as, as an area, it's bigger than Helsinki, but many oh. more people live in Helsinki. Espo, yeah, awesome. but we have a lot of green areas and forests and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's I, yeah, I've been to um, good nature. Yeah. I've been there quite a few times, yeah. and, and uh, for yeah, it's we did some there's some shows and concert stuff that I shot photography with, and I've been, I've been to Helsinki a bunch, and that's how we first met because we have mutual friends. Um, one of them is Tracy Lip who's a songwriter, producer guy, and Maki Coleman and all of our crazy friends there. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and you, um, so you're a very busy singer, a very well-known singer there, also an artist coach, teacher. Um, you've done a whole bunch of things, and that's how we kind of first met. And um, tell us about uh, life in Helsinki. I know obviously you guys have been dealing with COVID and all that kind of stuff. Um, how, how, has thing, how have things been since that all started for artists and, and you in general? Or generally speaking, I guess I should say. Since when? Since what time? Um, since COVID, like when that all, all that happened. Yeah. I, obviously everybody... well, yes, yes. COVID hit really, really hard, like in all other countries in the world. COVID hit quite bad also here in Finland and in Helsinki. So there's been a lot of, like most of my colleagues are have been out of work for soon two years and it's been a really really bad situation and we actually had a big um, rally <laughs> also with over three i think it was over three thousand musicians taking wow. part in the rally for um because it's been really unjust how the the whole cultural field has been treated here in in finland during this covid mm. um so we've actually been not able to work for a very long time, like soon two years, right. not even over two years. And, and, and most restaurants are able to be open and stuff like that. So we just feel that it's been really unjust toward the whole cultural right. um, scene here. And there's like over 130,000 people working in this cultural field in Finland and for a country sized uh, a lot, for a, yeah. uh, a country that that's like Finland, it's it's a huge amount of people working right. in in that field. So it has had a huge impact on on our economy and and our our whole lives actually, and also mental health wise because when you're told not that you're not able to work uh, right. and it's it's a passion for you, so. It's been a really, really tough two years for many of us hmm. during the epidemic. 
Yeah, and I think, I mean, I and I know you guys in Europe in general and Scandinavia have actually had even maybe a longer lockdown than we have here. Um, and I, you know, I have other friends in France and different places in London also. Um, and I know it's so frustrating. And then, like you say, like that's, it's not only the the working aspect, but it's also the psychological thing is, is very difficult, right? Yes, yes, because you're, you're used to the lifestyle that you go to rehearsals, you, you work with people, you kind of socialize with your colleagues. And now that's all been like, it's, it's, it's an emotional outlet to go out on a gig and to do right. music together. And then when that's taken away, not only the economical aspect, but then again, and there are so many small businesses in Finland that are actually musician driven, uh, small businesses that have now really like go gone bankrupt because they're, there hasn't been. And even though in Finland we have great social uh, services and we right. have a great social economical network when something goes wrong, but because so many of us have been actually encouraged to build small businesses during these last mm, 15, 20 years. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. Now all the small business owners in the cultural field are in a really tough position because they don't get the social benefits then. Right, because you're kind of self, self-employed. Right? Yeah, so you kind of fall fall in the middle of you. Yeah. You fall in the middle of the like through the cracks and and then. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, yeah, and I and I totally feel you on that. It's similar here. We're kind of self-employed, and we're kind of on our own. I, it's a, yeah, it's challenging. You know, it's yeah. always. I mean, I think being a an artist or a musician or whatever you do in the in the field of of you know being creative, it's challenging anyways. And then when you have stuff like that happen, it's it's even more so. But um, tell me about. How did you get started singing? Let's go back way back when. And how how did that happen for you? Because I know your sister is also a very a great singer. Was it? Did you have a musical family, or how did that come about? Um, for me, singing has always been more like um, a survival mechanism. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, kind of. And me, it has for, music has been for me too, so I can I can totally relate to that. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like it's more been a way for me to express myself. Uh, okay. Because I feel I grew up in in a family environment where, um, well, it wasn't always encouraged to uh, to let emotions out or be very emotional. So for me, showing my deepest. Um, emotions was a very natural thing, th- th- thing through music. Oh, okay. So, and by singing and using lyrics and, and, and that awakening feelings has always been a way for me to actually, um, it's a self therapeutic thing. And I always that. said that I didn't choose music, music chose me. So it was more like, I felt that was very natural for me. So I have always been singing, but maybe when I was 16, I felt like, okay, this is something I really want to pursue and do even more professionally. Right. So then I, um, then I got uh, into this music school and I studied there from 16 to, to 18. 
Mm. Was, uh, that the, was that the Pop Jazz Academy? No, no, that was, I think, it, what is it called? High school. Oh, so, okay. yeah, it's, it's a little different yeah. there than here, right? I got you. Yeah, yeah. So it was a music, uh, music high school. So I went to that. Um, and we had a lot of wonderful teachers and classes already there. And then I decided, okay, this is really what I want to do. So I kind of skipped the academic, uh, the few academic dreams I had of maybe psychology or yeah, or something else. And then I was like, okay, music is the thing. And then I applied uh, straight after school when I graduated, I I applied to Pop and Jazz Conservatory and got accepted. So then I started awesome. studying there and studied for three years. Um, and Pop so, Jazz Academy, um, because obviously people here wouldn't know, but so that's actually affiliated with the Berkeley School of Music. It's like, or, or, I, I think it still is, right? Yeah, I think so. They do a lot of uh, work together. So they have ex- exchange students. Um, okay back and forth i think but yeah it's they have a close relationship yeah it's it's a great school i mean there's i mean the thing about finland um i think maybe finland is known for a couple of things one thing is is amazing uh classical musicians and and singers and then also they're known <laughs> known for kind of rock and roll death metal black you know finnish bands and that kind of thing but there's so much music in finland and actually of all sorts right there's great jazz players and i know you play in soul bands and funk bands and it's really an interesting cultural mix right yeah it is and and when you think about that finland is a very small country we have such high um quality on our musical education right um so it's actually we have like too many really professional musicians graduating from conservatories because we yeah. don't have enough uh, places for people to work. So right. yep. that's also a, a small problem here, but but uh, <laughs> we're hanging in there. So <laughs> and, and people are really enjoying, like people start already when they're really small kids, they start on their the music education journey and then it, it goes all the way if you want to 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 being a professional musician but like if you think about finland is a small country and we have just like what six million uh inhabitants but we have the most heavy metal bands uh, <laughs> when you think of uh, the the uh, the amount of people that live here in the yeah. whole world, so we're yeah we're huge heavy metal fans here. Yeah, it's that's actually amazing. one thing that I have not been doing, and I have never really like <laughs> sang heavy metal. Well, but actually, but yeah, that. But actually, you've recorded with a lot of those people. Not not this. I don't know about the metal bands, but you've recorded with tons of people too. Where you're singing backgrounds. What's some of the bands that you've worked with? I know a lot of them are actually known around the world. <laughs> yeah, well, one band was Sixty Nine Eyes. We did one record, so that was just background uh, vocal right. work on. Um, I think it's called Feel Berlin, the whole record, or then it's not. But it's the record where where Feel Berlin is on. Uh, that was a really nice project. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been mostly like, um, there's a lot of, uh, Finnish pop music that's really popular here. So like pop music in Finnish and the record labels are usually more prone to sign artists that do music in Finnish because it's just, um, 
Finns like to listen to music in Finnish. Yeah. So that's but also too, it's it's interesting. It is an interesting mix there because um, you have like, of course, you have that. And then you do have like, you have Beyonce. You have all the Christine Aguilera's. That's yes. there too, right? And then our, our friend Maki Kolminen, uh, which I'm not probably saying his name correctly, but his band Aikikoni, they were one of the. I think they were one of the first bands to actually do original music in Finland for pop, right? Uh, you know the history better than me, but. Yeah, well, it it also all goes back to this old um, schlager, which is called like Iskelman um, <laughs> Finnish, and that means like a pop song. But that goes back to the forties and fifties, oh, okay. when um, actually in, in in Finland we started doing a lot of uh, like, for example, Italian songs oh. were recorded then in Finnish, and right. and they became in the fifties and sixties this popular music which for you would have been like Elvis or the Beatles or right. or something like that for us there was this whole own genre that's still called here it's a genre of its own it's Iskelma and that means that it's a hit song hopefully um, <laughs> so, yeah so that that that's what, what the genre means um, oh, okay. and uh, so there's a lot of that goes in between nowadays the whole Iskelma culture and pop music and jazz soul new soul mm. rock all of these genres are actually very blended in finland right yeah. now so you can't really categorize so songs that are played on on the radio are usually a very good blend of all of these mm. uh, genres so so the the genre mm, lines or borders have actually melted quite quite a lot so right. it's it's not the same like for example already like in the 80s or 90s still so after mm -hmm. the 90s there started to happen a lot also in the Finnish music business yeah actually I first went to Finland I think it was 1989 was the first time and I we were playing at one of the hotels there I was playing with um, a guy named Tony Tillman who was just kind of like a a black sing and singer song or not singer song R and B and dance music, party music. But it was really fun because we'd go out and see other bands and or even the where we played at, um, they would have bands on our off nights and it was like like Latin salsa, jazz. Like yeah. it was so interesting. Such a cool scene. Yeah. There was a huge uh uh Latin music boom also here in um in the beginning of the of the 2000s i also sang in a, a salsa band for like four years or ah, maybe fun. more so yeah. there was this cl club in downtown helsinki that they they every week they had this live band and usually they were huge live bands like we had the congas we had the horn sections we had right. everything so they were huge bands yeah and you had guys and that, that, that had moved there from singers. cuba right people from from it yeah, was kind of a mix yeah. of Finnish so and Cubans. Yeah, so people came to dance every week, and there was always a live band. So a lot of salsa bands had gigs at that point. But it's really sad that that club also stopped like running, and then the whole salsa boom also the it kind of faded away. But that was so much fun, and and there were many really good professional salsa bands in in Finland 
at I'm gonna, that I time. have some of your I have some of your fun photos from you singing. I'm gonna surprise you <laughs> with some. <laughs> really? Yeah. There's, there's... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's actually a, a wedding gig. Um, I can't remember when, but that's that was. I also I really enjoy doing cover band gigs. It's yeah. uh, such much so much fun. There's, there's yeah, your... on the rocks. Uh, yeah. It's uh, on the rocks in downtown Helsinki. It's a it's a cool club. It's still running. They have good bands coming from all over the world, and they had uh, at one point they had like this uh, jam night uh, once a week. So yeah, we, we actually, did that we, a lot. You actually sang. I did a little bass clinic there, and you sang with me. We did some Stevie Wonder. <laughs> that was yeah, fun. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I have a, um, I kind of, I kind of told you I was going to surprise you with a, a clip of you singing. So actually I, um, one of the things I, I did with you was I went to one of your rehearsals in Helsinki and, uh, this is one of the clips that I, that I filmed. So I hope, I hope I surprise you in a good way. <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to play that a little bit just so you can check it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I do love that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, that rehearsal. Really yeah. good, that great. That's band. actually the drummer. I had this um, uh, jam night in in a restaurant. Uh, I think he still has those, but it's like funk club. Um, right. I in, actually in went to one of those. Hokkaido. Yeah, I went to one of those when you were you were playing. Yeah. Yeah, so so he has this great club, so that was really so much fun to to be performing in one of those. So you're, um, these days, I mean, obviously the COVID thing kind of threw everything a little wacky. But so you, we were talking before, and you said that you had actually applied for a grant from the Finnish government because they have artist grants, and I know it's competitive. But you you mentioned that you just were able to secure one of those. Tell us about that, how that works there. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I know it's exciting. It's, uh... it's awesome. Yeah, it's a uh, taike, which means Taiteen edistämiskeskus. So it's uh, it's the central for uh, promoting arts, uh, a state-run uh, organization that awesome. gives out, out grants for uh, yeah for for working or t taking projects forward. And and I'm actually now gonna. Um, be able to release my two next singles. Uh, I do awesome. a solo project in Finnish. It's electronic pop um, by the artist name Se, which oh. is written C E E. Okay. Cool. Um, and so we already released one single, but now we're going to release two more and maybe do a music video awesome. that sounds really nice awesome. so that, that 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 a lot of musicians got it but so many musicians did not mm -hmm. because the government is now really trying to help um uh, people in the cultural field because it's been really a huge political issue even now uh the unjust uh, treatment of 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 cultural field workers during the COVID, so the right. the government is now trying really to patch it up with us and trying yeah, it's, to it's tough, you know, the, the COVID um, thing. Getting our graces. <laughs> yeah, the COVID thing is is was so tough. I mean, you know, Las Vegas too, because of course all the shows shut down, and that's that's a big part of this town. And even like you know, I used to play for Cirque du Soleil, and those shows are just 
starting to reopen, like in maybe July and even yeah. not even all of them. So believe me, I, I feel your, I feel your pain on that. And actually you've gotten recently, you've gotten involved in even, even in politics there, right? You just, they just had an yes. election. Is that, yes. what, what, was that, was that the artist situation and all that? Was that a big reason why you decided to get involved in that or? Well, actually, I already for a couple of years have been thinking about going into politics because I also have a special needs, uh, needs child. Uh, right, I have exactly. a son um, on the autism spectrum. So um, there's who's a lot a, that I've... a genius. That... He's a genius guy. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's amazing guy. Yeah, we've, we've hung out before. We went to, we went to uh, lunch and different things. I, I love Leo. He's, he's such a cool kid. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's extremely, extremely fun and, and, uh, and intelligent and, yeah. and nice, nice to hang around. Um, so I've, I've been um, uh, educating myself on uh, how the, the social and healthcare system works here and how what kind of things we, we would need to do better. So I actually run for the left alliance. This, mm. this actually, it, it, uh, we got the results yesterday for the votes oh, good. Or, or the election. So yeah, um, it was a good experience and I will run again in four years, I think, mm. because it was a good experience and, and I think I would have a lot to say in politics and I have a lot of experience also. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is that, um, you know, there's actually a very pl active political scene in Finland and there's actually, how many, you said there's like 10 political parties. There's quite a few, right? Yeah, there's a lot. And there's yeah. a lot of different parties popping up like mushrooms every, <laughs> every year. So that's, you know what, so, but that, the good thing about that, we, and we talked a little bit about that before is that it's great that people are, um, are involved, and I know a lot of people like when they had the uh, the kind of the artist protests that you that just happened. It's nice that people get involved, right? It's important. Yes, yes, I I do think that people. Well, now actually, the the voting percentage was around fifty five. Ah, wow! Which is not for Finland. I think it's not a high percentage when you think about it. Was the municipal uh, election? Um, uh, because it's really that that that's the most important thing to vote in because that's the the place where you do all the uh, decisions for your for your city so so right. that's the most really you feel the important. most immediate effects and yeah yeah so it would be so important that people really vote so i think 55% wasn't really that much yeah. Um, usually, for example, the pres presidential election gets much more voters. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it could have been a better. And then there's a lot of right wing movement going on in Finland because of right. there's been economical crisis and stuff. So um, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's challenging challenging times it is, it is. <laughs> yeah. but it's uh, i think people could be even more active uh politically and and especially in finland if there's something that's wrong or people should actually jump to the barricades they don't do it because right. we're actually quite humble and we we want to be obedient we want to listen to the government yeah. um so so when it really matters we should 
be yeah. more right. I, mean, I, think, I think it's 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 good that I mean people like you in your situation, like you said with your son, um, you know, it becomes even more important. You know, and that's a good. I mean, people when they talk about your kids and that kind of thing, that's what gets people really motivated to get out there and do stuff and actually get involved, right? Yeah, because there are so many people that are in the same situation or similar situation because, sure. I mean, special needs have, I mean, it's always existed, but now it just looks like there are a lot of more diagnoses with special needs kids. But the, the thing is that now it's getting noticed and now people are getting right. diagnosed earlier people people were not even like looked into or diagnosed so that's why it seems like adhd or autism is like exploding it's, right, it's right. spreading and exploding but that's not the case there's yeah. always been autistic people um and a lot of them uh, actually a lot of autistic people and i know i mean i know you do too i know many of them that are actually artists and they were yes. like it's that sort of a thing um where you're really brilliant but then you've got to find a way to challenge or channel that right to kind of find your place in the world. <laughs> Otherwise it gets pretty challenging. Yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. actually trying to get diagnosed myself now because there are a lot of things that, that I feel that might be on the autism spectrum for me. Yeah. So, uh, and it's not in common that people get, for example, especially women get diagnosed much later in life. So it's, right. uh, yeah. Cause you find ways to, common, you find actually. ways to compensate and to kind of, kind of work your way through yeah it's challenging what's what's um and, and i know that and part of what you've done especially recently is like mental health for artists and and with your through your kind of artist coaching um what's some advice for you that you can give for, for young artists that are dealing with like emotional challenges and and creative being creative and also being like being able to manage your life because <laughs> it's all kind of has to work together right yeah well um, it's, it's not an easy piece, like life managing in general. <laughs> right. It's, just, just um, under normal circumstances is challenging. Yeah. It's, um, for, well, I can only, I can only speak for myself, but it's actually one of the things that I feel that is one of my guidelines also in my artist coaching is to, um, learn to find and hear and recognize that inner voice that intuition and from that learn to hear your creativeness or your your creativity um because that's so incredibly pure and true so I've tried to live through that guidance, to be guided through creativity and to learn how to be courageous in your self-expression. Right, which is always a challenge, right? Yeah. Well, it's not when you when you train it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just when finding that training. being able to be comfortable in your own shoes and be able to express yourself. Sometimes it takes a yeah. long time for people to be able to do that and yes. to find that safe place. I guess. Yes, and it has to do with self knowledge. 
um, that you really learn who you are, um, what you stand for, what your beliefs are, and what your belief system is built of. Um, and therefore, after that, you learn how to look at your challenges. Um, I don't like the word, word problems. I use the word challenge because everything right. is just the challenge uh, that's totally, you're totally able to, to overcome it. But for me, it's ha it has been more like every day living in, like no matter the, the circumstances or the challenges that you have, to be able to every day live uh, a brave and sincere life so that your belief system and values resonate with your actions. Right. So That's that right. everything all, you do all connected, right? Yes, so that everything you do is is just an outer expression of your value system. And your yeah. belief system and your or your core being so to say so for me the the process has been more to to learn to listen to what i want to say and how i want to say it right and for me that's one of the most important things also in arts because, for example, singing or you being an artist is being, you are expressing emotions right. and thoughts. Mm -hmm. So when you get to know that better, when you get to know yourself and when you get to know what, what you think about things, do you have a mission? Do you have passion? Right. Like, Passion is a different thing, but then again, mission. As an artist, you have to have a mission. You have to know what you want to say and why it is important to you. Right. I, so I for me, agree. it has always been like an expression of my, my, my whole life and my experiences of, of how those experiences have molded me to who I am as a woman, as a mother, as, as as a human being right. um to to from that kind of from that center from that knowledge then express myself artistically so that's and that also then becomes a huge like positive energy that you can draw from because it's it, it gives you back every time you're courageous enough to be truly yourself in front of an audience, for example, right. and to be courageous to to open yourself up, to be vulnerable, to be totally open in in all the positivity and negativity that you are, or the um, the good things and the 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 not so good things, but to be totally yourself all the time that for that that has been for me like the the a very important guideline to to in all my work and and all my everyday being also in my life to try to be as authentic as possible and sincere and courageous because that's um, for me that has become like the the only way to be because it's um uh, it's 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 easier and simpler.
<laughs> yeah, and I think I think too the thing is that the audience, the people that you're you're creating for, I mean, you obviously for yourself too, but they they know when it's true, they can feel it. That's when it it goes to the next level, where instead of just yeah. being a singer or just being a performer, you're actually really communicating. Right, that's so important. I think. Yeah, there was there was a time when I felt like, uh, like I said, I love doing cover gigs, and I had a. I had a period in my life where I felt that this is not like working anymore because I, I realized I was on stage singing and suddenly I felt I was thinking about something totally else. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> and, and I got really scared. Like I was like, or, or just alarmed, like, okay, so I've come to this point in my artistry that mm. I don't care. I kind right. of, you're kind of zoning oh. out and doing yeah i yeah it becomes like this such a routine that you don't think what you're doing and then i was like okay i'm cheating myself i'm cheating the audience i'm cheating my musician colleagues here um and then i started studying uh life coaching and i graduated as a life coach in 2015 and then after that when i learned the uh, the power of being present right in the moment that, yeah. yeah yeah through some meditation exercising and also just like being present exercising because that's something you can exercise and it's actually really easy it's not you have to sit in a lotus position for three hours a day. <laughs> that, that, gotcha. that's, not, that's not the thing, but, but to just kind of bring yourself to be present in your body and your mind. Right. I also worked with a holistic coach uh, at some point, a holistic body coach, actually, and he was so talented with what he was doing. He, he kind of brought me back into my body and being present in my body in a way that I hadn't been for for many, many years. Hmm. And then after all of this, it started to kind of change into this new experience of being really present in my body, in my mind, feeling everything, allowing myself to feel. So when I was singing a lyric to a song, I could actually feel that, okay, now I'm truly connecting to this lyric. It has right. given me like a, a whole new way of then again, interpreting the, the lyric of the song and making it my own story hmm. uh, so that I can draw a true emotion to it and yeah. therefore express that. And that's so much more enjoyable, like yeah, for and me. It's, and it's so and much more, it really so much, yeah, yeah. It's so much more powerful, I think. I mean, I think I, and that's the yeah. thing when, when you see artists and, and it may not even be that they have the best voice or, you know, I mean, I always think of guys like Willie Nelson who, you know, you know, a lot of people would say, well, he's not the best singer, but that's not the thing. The thing is no. when he sings, you believe every word he says. True, and, and that and that just is so important. And I think no matter how good of a singer you are, like you talk about being in the moment, you know, I did the Cirque thing for nine years, 
you know, mm-hmm. you're on stage and all of a sudden you find yourself thinking about your taxes and about your car yeah. payment and you're playing and you're like, wait a minute, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, yeah, and it's, yeah, and it's, yeah. it's a challenge because when you're, you know, when it's, when your job is also your profession is also your hobby, it's really important to kind of touch, have touch base with why you actually started doing what you do, which was because you love it, not just because you're earning yes. a paycheck, right? That's just so important, yeah. I think. Yes. There, there's a lot of work to do. Like many artists come to me that they have been working and doing gigs for many, many, many years. And either they might have problems with their voice just technically, or right. then there might be some other issues that might be more mental issues. Uh, I was teaching as a singing teacher for many, many years, like maybe 15 years. Right. And then that's I how suddenly. I, that's, how I first, that's how I first met you, right? Yeah, then I suddenly realized that something's missing, like something's wrong. Um, I can concentrate and focus on the physiological things that are happening and and singing technique, like on a physiological level. Uh, But I started realizing that there is so much that that needs to be done concerning um, your mindset. Right. When you are doing things, because if you have a, a negative mindset uh, or or judging thoughts or uh, even prohibiting thoughts, that will totally affect how you produce sound or how you're able to manage your instrument. Right. Because it's a whole I mean, especially as a singer. It's your. It's not just here. It's your whole thing. It's your whole body. Yes. It's your. It's how you approach breathing, right? It's, yes. It's, it's a holistic approach to do it right, where you're not fatiguing your voice and. Yeah. So there, there was a lot that I started noticing that that uh, I wanted to start working with singers or artists in a way deeper level. <laughs> And actually then the life coach um, graduating from that and having that knowledge, I just turned it into artist coaching with the mental, like with mental processing, um, using all those, uh, those tools that I now had to, to really dig into the mental aspect of creating art in that moment and what is an optimal mindset and what is allowing what is relaxing what is accepting what is um being gentle towards yourself what is what are actually your limits like learning to question yourself learning to question your uh, thoughts of what you're able to do and 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 where that comes from and what to do with that and then of course with many what I do in performance coaching then I also work with a lot of speakers for example Helsinki tour guides right um, uh, and then we are very often talking about uh, being nervous feeling sure. anxiety yep. uh, how that affects your your voice, your, start, your, throat, your throat closes yes, up. Yes, yes, because it affects your breathing, and then you're yeah. you're in this bad cycle when your your mind and body doesn't relax, and then it's like a total 
total chaos going on. So yeah, it's so interesting stuff. Learning. Like all that, it's very interesting. Like we and we don't think about it. Some people are so good at it at at performing that it's so natural. But other people, it's always. I mean, I still get very nervous, and I've performed in front of you know, a lot of people, and I actually find, funnily enough, that it's easier for me to perform in front of a large crowd than a small intimate crowd. When I walk <laughs> in and there's people sitting right in front of you, like. <gasps> <laughs> you know, yeah, and especially if you know them. Like, yeah. <laughs> of course, yeah, exactly. That that's really nerve wracking. But I think it's yeah, it's it's um, it's it's not the situation itself. It's more more like uh, what we think of the situation. That exactly. that's what that's yeah. what triggers the anxiety and and all the thoughts of being judged or or feeling then on unsafe or or maybe inadequate in some way right. and, Un and unworthy <laughs> yeah because those are like the main main trauma feelings that that we all have like yeah. shame and and, uh, yeah, and not feeling yeah. yeah inadequacy and stuff like that it's really and and then fear of course yeah Many, um, many years ago, I, um, people would come up to me. You know, I was like 18, 19. And I'm playing with these a lot, uh, guys that were much older than me. And people mm -hmm. would come up to me and say, oh, that was really good. I really enjoyed that. And I'd be like, well, I don't know. I, you know, I had trouble this and that. And my, one of the guys said to me, he goes, just say thank you and shut up. And I'm like, yeah. Okay, that's, and I, actually, that, that advice has always stuck in my head. I'm like, okay, just, you know, they, they enjoyed what you did. Be thankful. You can analyze it later. <laughs> you can figure out. The, yeah, yeah. You can figure and, out the other stuff later, right? Yeah. And what mm. I've learned as a coach now is really that that we all have our own amount of control that we need to have. So right. we have we have, all have different control needs. Yeah. Um, some people have huge, like a really big need for for high control whatever they're doing and what i have found is that uh that is one of the m most important things that you need to work on as as an artist because that control is actually prohibiting you from relaxing right. and then allowing and then um letting a flow experience happen yeah, so being, when, being, a, being a vessel instead of getting in the way. Yes. <laughs> right. So flow is, is, is a state where you feel that things are just happening. You're, for me, it's like a little bit of an outer body experience when I'm singing, right. but it's just like happening. I'm not thinking too much. It's all just, I feel like it's, it's running through me and out through me. And, and, there's always this and you always have to remember that the magic happens outside of the comfort zone exactly so yeah. when you take down on the control and you add a little courage <laughs> and then you take that step to go outside of that comfort zone and take small risks and push yourself in a gentle allowing way that is what allows flow to happen yeah. And that's when you are totally connected to yourself, to your body and your mind. When you are doing art, you are expressing and you are just letting it happen. Because, and that means that you need to work with the control need that you have. May it be more or less, but it means that you need to 
question your 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 beliefs about why you need to control things. Right. And yeah. that's actually one of the most wonderful things I learned uh, also in um, in uh, life coaching uh, is that this sentence of the only thing that is certain is that nothing is certain. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that's sort of the the whole the whole uh, motto of life, I guess. You kind of think you have control, but you really don't. So it's better just to forget about that and do your thing. Yeah, <laughs> just relax into the yeah. flow of life, and yeah. like, okay, it takes you where it needs to take you. You don't right. always get what you want; you get what you need. And then when you you start seeing the possibilities instead of it being challenging or chaos. Mm. Um, it's it's a totally different view. So it's more about changing the lenses, right? Which yep. way you look at life. Uh, so yeah, I totally I totally agree with that, and I think that I mean that's something that I've learned. Um, you know, I've been doing music since I was twelve years old and touring and doing whatever. And and I think a lot of that, yeah, a lot of the roadblocks we just create for ourselves. And once you learn to get around that, and just realize like you know you're gonna make mistakes. That's gonna happen, but those are all teachable moments. You learn from every mistake you make. You it's you learn so much mm -hmm. that you should not be afraid of doing that. And you know you want to limit it, of course, as a professional. Yeah. But you have to understand why that happens and and remove the roadblocks. And I think that you know talking about that is so important, especially for younger artists because they can be oftentimes be very hard on themselves, right? Yeah. And that can and that can that can actually. Um, discourage you to the point of giving up and, and you don't want to allow that to happen, right? That happens to many people. I mean, they might be extremely talented, but then they have this uh, toughly built-in judgmental mindset where they, they, they kind of, they end up giving up even trying before they even start trying because right. it's, the 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 thought of being a disappointment to yourself or other people and then judging yourself and being so harsh on yourself and when you think about it actually the <laughs> and and you also have to be really really um curious about questioning what success really is that's very important yep because if if you don't give yourself credit along the way, I always tell everybody, like I have some singers that now are again applying for Voice of Finland the next uh, season. And it's actually a very tough competition and yeah. it's really hard on you mentally also. But what I say to them is always, it's it's not about the end point. It's not about the goal. It's not a about it's not about the goal it's about the journey there exactly yep you have to enjoy the steps you have to enjoy the small steps the small successes the small moments of joy when you learn something new when you when you push through a barrier that you thought you had when you sing that one note that you thought you would never sing right when you when you find a true emotional connection to your emotions when you're singing when you find 
uh, ability to be present, whatever it is, that's what you should celebrate. Yeah, that's not, the, that's really the gold in that situation, right? Yeah, and not 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 to think, okay, I'll celebrate then when the judges turn and I get to the next or I win the competition. <laughs> that's that. I mean, that's you know, it's good to have those goals, but you have to be realistic and you have to be also kind to yourself in that way that you learn to celebrate baby steps because that's what it's all yeah. about. I totally agree you, with you that. Don't, yeah. you, you don't eat a, a huge elephant in one bite. You eat it one bite at a time, like a yeah. small bite. So, <laughs> yeah, and that's that, you know that's, that, that's so true. It's it's totally true. And I think I think you know like yeah. especially young young artists. You know, as we get older and we have more experience, we look back and we when we go, oh, now I get it. But young artists, it can be overwhelming, and you're, especially I know you have the Voice of Finland, you have a Finnish Idol. Those shows, I mean, are watched by almost the entire country. Um, and that is a lot of pressure for a young singer, a young artist, right, <laughs> to deal with. Yeah, it is. And then if 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 you don't have the tools to, uh, as I've now learned after the life coaching education, it's 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 all about learning to accept yourself exactly the way you are, and learning to know yourself. That's the main key. And if you're 16, 17, 18, even like 21, 22, you don't necessarily know yourself that exactly. well. Yep. And then when you get this harsh critique or you put a lot of pressure on yourself or even other people put that pressure on yourself. And then when you fail, it's such a huge disappointment. Right. And you fail in and, public. And you fail so in front hard. of us. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. so hard to deal with those emotions. I mean, it was hard for me. I, I was in Voice of Finland 2013. It was the second season here in Finland. And um, I went to the to the to the battle and then I dropped out. And I was so sad. I was so depressed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you worked so and, hard and, to get and, there. And that, you, th you, think yeah. you, you think your career's over and it's like it's, just, yeah, it's actually just started, right? Yeah. And that, at that point, I had been I had been working in the, as a singer, a professional singer, for like uh, like thirteen, fourteen years. Right. And it was still such such a huge disappointment. But but just you know, I I think, and especially in 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 music education, and also in these competitions and and in this harsh world of business it would be so important to have these mind training tools also mm -hmm. there because it it's i mean even in 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 finland we have good music education but i also think that there's a lot of competition going on between the students and even i think the teachers and especially the classical Right. education uh, education scene can be very harsh like a very harsh uh, super, environment super competitive right it is and it's very demanding um so i i think i've i've actually worked with a few classical singers also who come from that culture and it's been such a privilege for a privilege for me to to get to work with them because i've seen how that how that affects uh the mental state or the mindset right um 
And it's been wonderful to work with those singers to get them to kind of find this new way of looking at, at what they're doing and to get them to question um, their motives in doing arts. And right. that's a huge thing. Yeah. So, yeah, it's super important because, like I said, people think, like, oh, I love music and I love this. But then making that, turning that into a career and figuring out if, you, if that's something you actually should do, it, that's a whole different ballgame, right? It's like, yeah, hey, I love music, but do I want to do that for the next 30 years? And, and can I handle the competitive aspect and 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 not have it drive me nuts <laughs> with, with all the pressure, and the you know? And it, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, in Vegas, it's the same thing. You have people doing shows six nights a week for years. And that kind of that kind of stress and pressure is challenging, right? Yeah, and it's uh, it's actually a lifetime uh, life uh, style choice, I would say. Um, yeah. You you have to be willing to work odd hours, work <laughs> when other people are vacationing or off, and 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 uh, deal with this the physiological stress of not sleeping. Uh, during night and, and and being working weekends and long hours and and being on the road that's one thing and then wow. also the economical uh, instability like it's um, you don't know what you're gonna make next month <laughs> exactly yes I know <laughs> I know that very well so yeah so many people actually give up so so many people are like okay I'm gonna get a day job do that. And for me, it's been like a constant through my through my 24 years of being in the business. It's like every four years I get this huge crisis. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop doing it. anything yeah. that has to do with arts. Yeah, I, I, I was like, I'm going to do this till I'm 25. I'm going to do this till I'm 30. <laughs> it's like, and now I'm like 56. So like, you know, I don't know. I guess I guess I kind of, I, I survived this long. Maybe maybe I'll stay in, but I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, there's something. There's something that then draws me back all, all the time. It's at some point, I remember Leo was quite young. He was maybe two or three. And I got really interested in cultural studies so i went to do that and it actually happened at a sign language um, institute or school so then i actually applied to be a sign um si sign language what, what's it called sign language right. uh, interpreter, interpreter. Yeah. yeah and they accepted me uh to the education it would have been like four years but then when I was supposed to start, I was like, okay, well, I still, you know, I have gigs and stuff. And then I actually, <laughs> <laughs> then I actually started a, a company and I was like, okay, yeah, well, music. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but that's just an example that happens all the time. Now I'm, now I'm interested in, um, in um, maybe next year, this, this spring was so hectic for me, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll look into a uh, behavioral therapist uh okay. yeah studies so that's now on my brain but yeah the, the whole psychology <laughs> and arts and music has been like throughout my life totally yeah. well that's important combined. and all and all kind of actually uh it all has a role to play not only in, as a musician but just in life right trying to understand why we do things we do and behavioral stuff and it's important to kind of unravel the the, the, the junk that we have from our, our childhood we all have something that you know, kind of affects us yeah. in different ways. Um, 
Krista, tell tell people how they can actually um, find you. I know you have some. Uh, you have your Facebook page, which I put up on the on the banner here. But um, is that the best way for people to contact you if they had questions for you, or maybe they yeah, want to yeah, sure, you? yeah, my own page, just Krista Renval on on Facebook, um, or then Krista.Renval at gmail.com. You can send me email. Okay. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, and then you can find Core Sound Method on uh, Facebook. Uh, okay. I try to post a lot also in English. I have uh, I have uh, clients that I work with in Finnish, Swedish, and English. So uh, I work in three languages. But but yeah, so people the, if, they, if people might want to study with you or have questions, they can contact you in one of those one of those sure. uh, outlets. Awesome. Yeah, 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 and they can they can check out my core sound method site. There's on Facebook. There's some some things also in English, but I can also now put a little bit more. I mostly have all my materials also in English on LinkedIn, so awesome. you can find that there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Like I know we could go on for a long time. We have a lot to talk about. We've actually yeah. known, how, many, how many years have we known each other now? It's it's a bunch of years, right? Oh yeah, maybe twelve it's years. Like, I don't know. <laughs> something like that. It must be twelve. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been Let's a while. Agree on 12. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Uh, we were we were both uh, we were both in our twenties when we met. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm yes, <laughs> yes, that's true. You, you, you actually you might have been not me. <laughs> but. I was not twenty. Okay. I was. I, We'll no, just leave yes, it, we'll just leave it there. Better. Yeah, we'll leave it there. We'll leave it there. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, oh, thank you. This was uh, this was a privilege. <laughs> well, live for me too. And I encourage everybody to find you. I know you have a, also have a Spotify page, and you're going to be releasing more music uh, coming up soon. And, yes, uh, we'll uh, put... finish that chronicle. But then, if you want to listen to, we have this bluegrass pop uh, band called Acorn. Oh, okay. which you can also find on Spotify. So please listen. We have uh, albums in Finnish, but also in English. So awesome. that was uh, a great project. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, I, I will talk to you soon. Hopefully I'll get back over to Finland once once I can fly there. <laughs> Sometime you are soon. welcome. You are welcome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we'll, we'll, take, we'll take Leo, your son, to lunch again. I've, I've always enjoyed this. Yes. Let's <laughs> awesome. do that. Okay, yes. thank you so much, Krista. Have, Take have, care. Have, have an awesome uh, evening in Finland. I will. All right, great. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. You can follow us on all major podcast outlets at Music Matters with Daryl Craig Harris. Thanks for joining us and catch you next time. <laughs> <laughs>